Welcome to Season 5, Episode 13 of the Zebra Before and After Podcast. I'm your host, Lane Ball. Staging night stands are just really hard, and so I thought about that a lot while I was working on the piece. How am I going to stage these? So that was probably the biggest struggle, trying to also get it to fit into a square for Instagram and have two pieces. It's just, it can be complicated. Today we hear from our Zebra staging winners from our April contest, Ava with Ekasterna, Heather with the Cozy Sunroom, and Jill with Back Porch Lily. Amanda with the Vintage Sisters, our co-host for the contest, will do the honors today of interviewing each of them. Anna with Anna's Art House will share a refinishing tip on making the most of your paints. Our question of the week, what is the most you have made on a piece you have refinished, will be answered by our friends Hannah with Rehomed by Hannah and Jordy with Distressed and Impressed. Stay with us, friends. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. We all know that one of the most important parts, if not the most critical part of selling your furniture, is staging your pieces so they sell quickly. Every time we have our monthly staging contest, it's an opportunity to recognize excellence in staging and to learn more about how to do it like the pros. With that, let's jump into today's show. Hello, Amanda. Welcome back for another interview celebration. This time we are interviewing our April winners. Thanks for having me, Lane. I am happy to be back. This is always an exciting podcast to record and uh, Jen and I just really enjoy it. So thank you. Yeah. And uh, uh, good to have you, Jen. Uh, Jen? Jen? Did we lose Jen? (laughs) (laughs) No, we all know that Jen is on vacation. Come on. What's going on with Jen? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. We're actually happy for her. Uh, Everybody needs a break. And actually, that's one of the challenges of podcasts in the summers is that it's summertime, which means a lot of people are going to be away from home periodically. But we were able to get everybody together. And so we're going to have a wonderful podcast. And before we get into that, listen, Amanda, Western Canada, uh, (laughs) what kind of weather are you having up there? It's Beautiful. We are full on summer. Finally, the longest winter ever. Um, We are now, you know, in 30 degrees Celsius weather quite regularly. Um, We had a bunch of rain. And so just everything is so green and, and um, all the flowers are blooming. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a a wonderful time of year. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, summer is here. I'm doing my best to slow this time of year down. I'm afraid we'll all wake up and it will be winter again, and we don't want mm-hmm. that to happen too quickly anyway. I mean, winter's a winter's a good season too, but we just want it to take its time getting here. Well, we are excited to talk with our Zebra Staging April Contest winners, and our winners are first place went to Ava with Ecosterna, second place went with Heather with the Cozy Sunroom, and third place went to Jill with Back Porch Lily. Congratulations, Ava, Heather, and Jill. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we literally are all over the globe with April's winners. You guys correct me if I'm wrong, but Ava, I believe, is in Sweden. Heather is in Illinois, and Jill is in Texas. So let's start with Ava. Since she's so far away from most of us, what kind of weather are you experiencing these days? Uh, We are having really lovely summer weather. It's in the high 20s in Celsius. Um, We've had 
well, really sunny weather for the last couple of weeks, not expecting any rain soon. So it's a little bit dry, but, but really, really nice. It's not, not too hot at night, so it's still like manageable, I think. It's kind of cool to realize that uh, we're all kind of sharing in pretty similar weather. Uh, we're not having extremes with anybody. Uh, what about you, Heather? Yeah, so I am about an hour outside Chicago. So we are very cool right now. We had um, a lot of heat last week. I believe it was in the 90s. And yeah, that's not my thing. Mm. Um, so not good for painting or furniture work <laughs> or anything. But <laughs> now now it's cooled off and it's in the 70s. And I think supposed to be in the low 80s. And we finally got a little bit of rain. We, oh, so dry we went really yes terrible all of our grass is brown and yeah not good for our gardens and plants so we finally got a little rain well i'm glad you got the rain i mean that's like you got to have rain especially in spring just to liven everything up yeah. you said 90s last week yes oh yes I, I think it was last week or the week before it was in the 90s it was it was rough <laughs> Yeah, for sure. My yeah, goodness. Yeah, it was definitely That's like, early. It was, very, it was definitely too early for that. That has to be really unusual for that part of the country. Yeah, we usually see that more in August, but it was like a an early June thing. We had a, mm -hmm. probably three or four days that hit 90. Wow. I'm glad that's behind you. Uh, yeah. You get back to that, some nice crisp yes, weather. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Jill, down in Texas? What's your weather like? It is hot. I'm jealous listening to all of y'all <laughs> say that <laughs> you have cool weather. Um, yeah, we are full summer now. So we've got, if you look at our weather forecast, like the next 10 days are 100 degrees or above. So um, yeah, yeah, summer's here for sure. <laughs> oh gosh, sorry. I spoke too soon when I said extreme because yeah. over yeah. 100, that's extreme. Now, is yeah. the humidity also, does the humidity go up with that? With it, those depends, it depends on the year. This year we've had a lot of rain. So yeah, it's very, very humid, but sometimes it'll be really dry. Um, Texas is extreme weather. So you either yeah. get hundreds or you get zeros it just and it'll come in quickly so wow yeah, yeah. so well hopefully you'll get some breaks uh in this summer you know we we do it's funny in north carolina it usually in midsummer it's like a lot of uh many days with 90s and it seems like the humidity uh, you know parallels with the temperature like 90 degrees 90 percent humidity mm -hmm. <laughs> so you walk outside yep. and you need an oxygen tank to breathe you do yeah that's and, exactly right <laughs> yeah i just i hope that that we don't get those long day you know long string of days where it's like day after day after day but periodically we'll, we'll like we'll be sailing along with many days of 90 degrees and high humidity and all of a sudden it just gets cool like 75 mm -hmm. degrees and everybody's like oh this is just wonderful and then snap it yeah. goes back to the 90s, yep. you know? <laughs> all right well okay i know amanda has some questions for you all about your staging win so i'm going to turn it over to amanda Okay, so uh, we are going to start with Ava. So first off, the picture is just such a beautiful, crisp photo. It's nice and straight. Um, that's one thing we always, you know, look for. 
Obviously, this dresser, Ava, is so beautiful. And I think you have to almost zoom in on it a bit more to really see all that detail because um, there's a lot of detail on this dresser and it is so incredible. I do want to ask you, because I couldn't find it on your post, what color green is this? Uh, this is actually an old bag that I had from Boxwood from uh, Miss Mustard Seed. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, man, that color is just yeah. beautiful. And I know you use a lot of fusion lots of the times too, right? So I yeah. I wasn't I, sure if it was a fusion green or not. Because I was like, it's just, it's such a beautiful color. So, I mean, the actual piece itself is gorgeous. Um, the color is beautiful. What we liked about this picture is that you didn't center the dresser. Um, sometimes when you have taller pieces, it's it's trickier to to stage. So I like that you off-centered it um, and then built your props around the side and the top instead of building it on both sides, if that makes sense, right? Um, I thought that was very smart of you. I liked that you took, you have those nice, uh, white knobs on the dresser and so then you added the white flowers and vase and then the bench on the side so it just makes the white knobs flow really nice so uh, we really liked that aspect of it we liked that um, you know the rest of your props are all relatively neutral but just different tones of wood so it's still neutral but they all flow and like any wood tone just looks always looks so beautiful with green and it just adds a little bit more depth and texture to your picture that clock I have to ask you that clock on top of the dresser is so cool I'm assuming it's an antique piece as well like what do you have any information about that like it is a really very like very unique piece it is it is I found it at an auction when I was shopping for for furniture and yeah I'm a little bit of a whore so I bring a oh, lot of different things home <laughs> Jen and I are as well. More so Jen, because, yeah. So I just thought that was such a cool prop. Um, and then we love that you still, on the left side, added that pop of greenery with the plant. And then is that a little grain sack with the green it stripes? Is. It is, yeah. It, that is beautiful. Like, that is a very Thank vibrant you. green stripe to it. So, um, you know, you just add that little bit of green back into the picture. And it just, overall, it the picture just flowed so beautifully. It just was a really nice layering of all of your props and just beautiful. So having said that, now I want you to take us through your staging process for this piece. Did you have any specific inspiration for it? Did you have any difficulties or struggles um, while staging? Well, first, thanks so much for your kind words really means a lot. Um, so when I started on this dresser, um, actually, as I usually do, I ask my husband for advice on colors and I never listen to what he says. <laughs> because he, he always says the wrong thing. He always responds with the wrong color. But this time I, I, I actually went with green, which is what he usually says every time. But when I started painting it right away, I was thinking about what props can I use? I wanted something green, like greenery or something. And I knew I had that mm -hmm. grain sack. So you know, already when I was painting, I was debating what, what to bring into the picture. And I knew it's a pretty, it's a pretty tall dresser. And um, yes. 
and I didn't really have any chair that would go uh, next to it. So uh, I started, you know, taking pictures and looking at it, and there was something missing on the side. So I thought of that ladder that I have in my shop. <laughs> it's a lot of paint on it, but <laughs> but I brought it in there, and I thought, yeah, it gives some height and and some interest to the side. So. Uh, and then when I had that in the picture, I wanted to have some more uh, like wood tones. So I brought that mm-hmm. cloth and yeah, I tried to put them together like different neutrals just to, to bring in some interest in the picture and yeah, not to make it too empty. And, and uh, I like to have some type of, of flowers, but uh, the yes. dresser is so tall that I decided to put them on the floor instead to have like a, a bit of a contrast it worked so well with the white knobs because I think if you didn't have something white there, then, you know, your white knobs might've popped. Um, So then the fact that you had the vase and the flower and the white bench, it just, yeah, it just made the white flow really nicely. Mm -hmm. Great. Great. Happy to hear that. Yeah. So I try to also lately, sometimes I like to have uh, some type of frames uh, or mirror. And I think it gives a little bit of uh, like depth to the picture as well. Mm Mm-hmm. If you can get, if you have something in the background that is nice, worth it to to put in the in the mirror, let's say. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, did you have any difficult any difficulties or struggles with this dresser while you were staging it, or did you find it, you know, flowed quite? It flowed pretty easily, but I did have some. Yeah, before I found this ladder, I was thinking it was like a little bit empty on the side, yes. and I wasn't really sure what to put there. Uh, but once I found that one, I thought, no, it, now it's okay. So it was a pretty easy one. I struggle yeah. when pieces are too tall or too wide because my staging wall is so small. I I find with taller pieces, especially when you have, like, say, cabinets, we're the same, right? It's always mm-hmm. that if you back up so far, then you have so much on both sides. That's why mm-hmm. I really liked that you off-centered it a bit. So you really only had to kind of worry about the one side filling mm-hmm. in. And, and then it's always trying to find props that give you height. So... Um, yes, I think it was very well done, beautifully done. And so you're saying this is a specific staging wall in your studio. It's not a wall in your home. Uh, this is actually, believe it or not, there's two sliding doors <laughs> in my home between my oh. living room and my dining room. <laughs> oh, well, that's handy. Okay. That looks really nice. Yeah, this is, I have a staging wall in the garage as well, but, um, it's difficult to reach it right now because I have too many furniture in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't we all? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, okay, so just the um, last couple of questions are: Are you using any filters on your photos? And which camera do you like to use? And which editing apps? So uh, I typically never use any filters. I think it always offsets the true colors. I agree. Yep. So natural daylight. Um, and then I have um, a Nikon uh, DSL camera that I use. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and uh, photo editing, I usually use uh, Photoshop. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you are one of the few that mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't use your iPhone camera. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right? Because yeah. pretty much most of us um, just use our iPhone camera now. Okay. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add about this particular piece in staging? Uh, no, not really. I was just very happy. It sold right away. So I thank my I, husband for the choice of color. Well, I have no <laughs> doubts that it sold quickly. And um, I was also thinking too, you know, it was staged so pretty, it would have been 
so easy for the client to visualize how they could have it in their own home. So obviously that helps sell pieces. So, well, thank you so very much. Now we're on to Heather. So I have your picture up. So this picture gives us all of those kind of boho vibes. I'm assuming that's kind of what you were going for, yeah. Heather? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep, it was. So it's such a, um, a pretty desk and it's such a vibrant color. So I have to ask you as well, what color did you use? Yes, it was very vibrant. Um, I don't use a lot of bright colors. I'm usually pretty neutral, but I do occasionally. Um, so this color was San Juan from Lily Moon Paint. Um, mm. They were launching their limited edition um, collection from uh, Puerto Rico, all Puerto Rican inspired colors. And okay. this was the one I chose. And I just fell in love with the, the vibrancy and just the coral color. And I just thought it was yeah. fun. And I had had this desk in my, you know, furniture stash in the garage for quite some time. And as soon as I saw the color, I was like, yep, this is going to be for the desk. <laughs> yeah. It works really well with that boho vibe. Very, very pretty. And obviously there's lots of detail too, with the legs and kind of the mm. scalloped edge there. Yeah. Um, so what we really liked is we, we really liked that boho vibe that you were going for. We thought that the baskets that you have um, hanging on the wall flow so nicely with the wood tone that you left exposed on the desk. The The boho stool is so cute. <laughs> like, same thing. You just added more texture with that, with the fringes and the little pom-poms. So um, it just, yeah, there's just a lot of nice texture and layering in this. What we also noticed was your rug. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming like when you look closer, you can see almost some other shades of coral in the rug. So I liked, we liked that you also pulled that color again from something else but I liked that you kept the rug in the corner so Jen and I both had said like you know if you had it so if you had it centered or underneath the desk I think you know you would have lost that focal point of the actual desk so the fact that you kept it to the side we thought was very smart of you um because it added that color but it didn't distract so um, that was one thing we really liked. We just really overall that picture, you know, when you're going through the feed, it just popped, right? It stood out. Um, we really enjoyed the direction that you went on this um, for the whole staging and, and that feel that you got. And then, of course, the pop of greenery um, is always, you know, so nice and bold and, and it just blended nice. So thank you. Now, same, same questions for you. Just if you could take us through your staging process. Did you have any inspiration for this specifically? Did you have any difficulties or struggling? And I also want to also say to you, <laughs> good work on painting um, the leather or sorry, the, the letter, like the shelving inside the desk. Oh, um, <laughs> I will be the first to admit whenever Jen and I have desks, we take those out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> we, we never paint them because they are just a lot of work, right? It's hard. How do you get uh -huh. in there unless you're, unless you're spraying? Yeah. So, I mean, good on you for leaving that in there. <laughs> yeah, it was something. 
Um, <laughs> yep, it's it's a challenge. Um, I did take that out, the insert out, which is always tricky because it does damage a little bit, you know, to take it out. And I did spray, mm -hmm. but okay. even spraying, boo I mean, his, I, boo I, his. I, <laughs> I guess um, Sorry, I, that's, that's just an automatic reaction that I have. Right. <laughs> I hear ya, I hear ya. Right. Um, I, I don't think you could have got it by hand. I, re I mean, I was turning upside down, moving around. I mean, it was, it was really, it took probably <laughs> two hours just to do that little cubby. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. There, it was really something, but don't worry, Lane. I, I brushed all the wood. The oh, wonderful to hear. Wash, that was all brushed. <laughs> don't worry. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that, that definitely is very tricky to do, um, do in the little cubbies, but, um, going back to the staging, um, I feel like this one really came together pretty easily for me. Um, I was inspired by, um, the paint, you know, and the Puerto Rican theme. So I kind of wanted it to have that boho and vibrant and fun kind of with the greenery, a little tropical slight feel. Um, so yeah, it, it came together well. Sometimes it can be a struggle to stage. I mean, I, it's pretty funny. It's a running joke in my house. Like I will literally put the piece on my staging wall. I do a staging wall in the garage and walk around the house with like, my husband says, it's like this, like very serious look on my face and I'm staring at everything in my home and I'm mm -hmm. going up and down and grabbing things. And he's always confused what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, you know, carrying all these things out to the garage and yeah, but this one went pretty smoothly. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it did. Oh, good. Okay. So next, okay. Well, I guess you already answered it when I said I was going to ask, do you have a specific staging wall or is it a wall in your home? But this one is in your studio or shop, correct? Yes, this one is, this wall is in my garage. I do sometimes use a wall in my home, um, but I did do use a wall in my garage for this one. And I don't get the best lighting, but I try to, you know, make it the best I can and, you know, work with it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, it's like, it's very nice. It's very nice. And there is, you can tell that the lighting, yeah, it's a little bit brighter on the right side than the mm -hmm. left, but um, yeah. I, I like that, to be honest. Um, I think that also works really well with photos, too. Um, yeah. Mine mine tend to turn out similar in that way, too, because it's, yeah, I'm using a wall in my garage. You open the door, try to get as much natural light. But there's usually always a little bit of shadowing, which I think just adds dimension to the picture, to be honest. Um, okay, so are you using any filters on your photos? And what are you using for camera and editing apps? Sure. Um, I do not use any filters. Um, I usually do a little bit of editing just because I find, especially with my wall and the lighting I get can be a little harsh. So I believe my house faces north and sometimes the light can be a little harsh on one side. So I usually have to either tone it down or mm -hmm. do a little tweaking for the color because I, I want it to be as accurate as possible. So mm -hmm. I just use my phone for my pictures. I have an Android um, and I just use an app 
the Lightroom for um, my phone app. And then I'll use Canva as well to tweak things. And, you know, if I, especially with, you, you know, you think you get you have to get in all these crazy little positions to get the right shot. And sometimes it's angled. So I like to use that to make sure I'm centered and not, mm-hmm. you know, tilting the piece. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to do. Yeah. I don't do too much. Just maybe a little tweak with the shadows and the um, adding a little light or taking away to get the color right. Yeah. Well, that's nice to hear. That seems to be the general consensus from, for most people. Cause I know I feel like so often and maybe, maybe not so much anymore, but you know, people want that picture perfect Instagram feed. And so then all of the pictures are kind of filtered the same, mm-hmm. but, um, but then I also think you're not showing the true colors of your pieces. And especially if you're selling them, I always, for, for, for us, we just always want them to be portrayed as accurately as possible. So yeah, I agree. We don't put filters on them either, except, yeah, if you have to lighten that, um, if you have to change your lighting just slightly, just that's nice to hear. Okay. Thank you very much. Is there anything else you wanted to add with this piece, Heather? Um, Well, she sold. It did sell. Oh, good. Um, Wonderful. Yes. Yes. I was very, you know, when you do a piece that's a little different and kind of bold. Um, I wasn't sure uh, how it was going to go, but it did sell. And I was very, very happy um, that it did. And I got a lot of good feedback on the piece. Um, So yeah, it was, it was quite a lot of work. It was in rough, rough shape. If you take a look at the before it was there was a lot of um I think I spent days days gluing (laughs) veneer down and clamping and yeah it was it was she was rough but um yeah I'm really happy with the results yes it turned out beautifully okay thank you so much thank you My name is Jill from Back Porch Lily, and this podcast is sponsored by my friends at Zebra. Have you ever started a project and wondered what paintbrush you should choose? For me, Zebra paintbrushes have been a game changer. Zebra has such a wide range of brushes to choose from, and each brush's versatility I know always has me covered. Their brushes ensure an equal distribution of paint, giving you that smooth finish I know y'all are looking for. For the everyday project, my go-to brush, hands down, is the Palm Pro. Its features not only include everything I just mentioned, but it's designed to uniquely sit well in the palm of my hand, giving a comfortable painting experience. Finally, as I look to finish my project, there is no question I will grab a Zebra Top Coat brush. The softness of the brush gives me that seamless finish. Thank you, Jill, for your kind words about our brushes. It's a great encouragement. On to Jill. Hello, Jill. Hello. I remember watching a little bit of these on your stories. They, th- This mm-hmm. one's a pretty drastic before and after as well, if I remember correctly. Yes. <laughs> they were a mess. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and you tried a new technique on, on these as well, which they turned out mm-hmm. really well. So your picture, um, it's, it's, it's got this just nice 
ref, like fresh and similar kind of boho vibe is what I kind of kind of get from it. But it's it's just nice and fresh with uh, that beautiful blue and the grass cloth technique, and then all the white. So the lighting, as I had mentioned, Heather too, um, I liked that. It, you know, it was nice and bright, but you had a little bit of shadowing on the left side. And I really enjoy that. Um, I think it just adds a little bit more, you know, depth to the picture. So I enjoyed that. So, yeah, these nice ones are very, they're very unique. I just like the shape on them. I The, the, the color combo that you used with the, the, the blue and the white just works so well. And the props, I thought, we thought you used the props really nicely. So the baskets hanging on the wall, um, they flow so nicely with those beautiful wooden legs. I liked that you have that bright white pot tucked behind the nightstand, but same thing, it pulls in with the, the bright white interior. So you just, you did a really good job with placement of the props and just having it all kind of work together and flow. When you have a set of something, so this is the nightstands, or you have chairs, or even if you have like a bedroom set, sometimes it's tricky to stage things um, all together or like to place them. And so I just really liked that you kept one nightstand straight and the other one angled. I thought it just added more depth to the picture. It just was more creative. So I really liked that, that you um, had the one turned. And what I really liked about it is that it showcased the legs really nicely because those legs are phenomenal. If you, um, right, like those are huge selling um, features. And and if you had left them both straight, I think you could have, they, they would have gotten lost and, and you would have just probably thought they were four little MCM legs like you would have on most of those pieces. So then to turn it and you get to see that base, I thought was very, very smart um, because it's just, yeah, it's just a very nice feature of the piece. What I, I really liked was that pop of green of plants that you put on the sides. So you added that pop of color, but you had it so that they were on the side of the picture and you had them cut off so I think had you if you had stepped back a couple feet and you had the the entire plants in the picture I think you know it would have taken away from the nightstand so the fact that you came in closer and they were cut off was brilliant because mm -hmm. it it that, that greenery just it helped frame the picture so nicely I thought but it didn't even, it just didn't take away from the nightstands. Like it just kind of blends into the background, but still frames it nicely, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I just thought, I just thought it was just so smart of you um, to do it that way. Cause we, we often cut out props too, right? You just, you just want part of the chair showing or whatever. Like it's, you don't have to have the entire piece. So I just, um, yeah, it, I, I thought it was very well done and very smart and just, very well done. So we love the flow and the color choices, right? There's just it was nice and fresh. So now your turn. If you could take us through your staging process, and did you have any inspiration? Did you have difficulties or struggling or struggles while you were staging? Yes. Yeah, so I don't know that staging nightstands are just really hard, and so I thought about that a lot 
while I was working on the piece, how am I going to stage these? So that was probably the biggest struggle, trying to also get it to fit into a square for Instagram and have yeah. two pieces. It's just, it can be complicated. But, uh, and it's also, I don't have a whole lot of MCM decor in my house. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what do I have that we can put that looks like it's MCM that wouldn't, you know, so I had to do a little bit of shopping, like for those baskets on the wall mm-hmm. to kind of tie it all in together. But I, I did my, I really wanted the grass cloth to show. So trying to handle yes. that where it would show off and as well as the legs. Cause yeah, if they were just facing front, it would just like look like little tiny little things. Yeah. They were a challenge, but it was really fun. I had fun with them and I, I'll spend hours just, I, I stage on my back porch. So pretty much half my living room will come out onto the back porch with me and I will just play for a couple of hours. <laughs> I know you have to just like put some in place, take it back and, and take pictures while you're placing your props. Yes. I know it's, it's, it can be a lot more time consuming than people realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, ship, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then I, I find the cleanup is the worst, right? Because then yes. it's fun putting mm-hmm. it all together and getting that perfect picture. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Now I need to haul everything back inside and put yeah. it back in place exactly. in my house. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) That's that's the part that I don't enjoy is the cleanup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you answered my next question about the specific staging wall. So you Mm -hmm. use your back porch, you said. So that's great. So then Mm -hmm. you get um, a lot of natural light, obviously, being outside on your back porch. Yes. It can be tricky depending on the weather with lighting. But yes, the back porch, it's, it's been a good spot. So then next question, are you using any filters and what camera are you using in editing apps? So I use my Canon camera. So I also don't use my iPhone. (laughs) Um, And then as far as editing, I try, the only thing I usually have to do is the lighting. Sometimes it can be too dark or too warm or Mm -hmm. um, too cool. So I try to just touch that lightly. Um, And then I will usually, if the picture is, um, you know, off kilter a little bit, I'll use Snapseed to straighten it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty much it. Okay. Was there anything else you wanted to add about this particular photo and your staging? Um, it was just a really fun, like I, these pieces were hideous and they were in my shop for uh, a year and a half at least. And so the fact that they came out the way they did um, and I don't know. They were just really fun. Um, it was a project I was dreading because there were just layers and layers and layers of antique glaze and green Uh and gray underneath that. Um, but I was really happy with how they turned out and they sold, they sold in one of my sneak peek stories that wasn't even staged. So, um, that is a huge bonus, right? It was yeah, absolutely, <laughs> especially because I had such a low view of them to start with. So yeah. I was like, did not expect them to turn out well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they turned out beautifully. Um, okay, that is all the questions I have for you, ladies. Unless there's anything else that you want to add, I will give it back to Lane. 
Well, you know, because you all are award-winning furniture refinishers, stagers, uh, I'd really like each of you to just take a few minutes and share what your secret is to staging. Essentially, what one thing has really upped your game in staging that you don't mind sharing? And why don't we just, uh, to make it uh, consistent with the conversation, why don't we just start with Ava? Ava, what is your secret to staging? So uh, for me, I think one of the things that I really try to pay attention to is to um, add uh, colors the same as the piece in the picture in various spots just to tie it together. And also with uh, if I have any other props that I try to be consistent with the color scheme so it's not uh, too wild and crazy. Um, I think over time, I mean, you can find a lot of inspiration if you look through the internet or on Instagram. Uh, if you have a piece, like how do other people stage a piece? <clears throat> if you have some struggles, you can always look into just finding uh, pictures that you really like and see how have people done this and that. Um, but I think for, for me personally, uh, in the end, it's like having fun and doing what is really me using the props that I like. I mean, I would never be able to stage an MCM uh, piece uh, properly, I think, or do it justice because it's not really me. So I stick with uh, what I like and, and uh, I try to really focus on having fun for myself and hopefully also someone else will like it and, and purchase the piece in the end. Mm, excellent. What about you, Heather? Um, for staging, I I like to keep things fairly simple um, to have the piece kind of stand out and speak for itself. Um, I try to add anything that will just accentuate and bring out the highlights to the piece, which could be, you know, color, um, texture. I definitely think texture is helpful in a, you know, a static photo. It adds so much dimension and depth and just in an artistic way, the texture really comes through in a photo. Um, and I almost always have some sort of greenery just for a, um, you know, a nature element. I like to add that to my pieces. Um, but yeah, I keep it pretty simple and just use, you know, I do buy a few things specifically for staging, but I usually just use things that, you know, um, that I like and that I have in my home and um, that bring out the best of the piece. Mm, very good. What about you, Jill? For me, I feel like, so I'm, since I'm on the back porch, we have a stone floor. So I went ahead and bought wood flooring, like the vinyl wood flooring. And ever since then, it's actually helped me stage because it's made it feel more like a room. So that has been huge. But also uh, the same. I like to use greenery and keep it as simple as possible, but also allow yourself time to just kind of mess around with it. So for I'll take a good two or three hours and just bring everything out and put things on, take things off, stand back, see what it looks like. And ultimately wanting the furniture to stand out. Like that's what I want my eyes to be drawn mm, to. Very good. Uh, you know, just generally speaking, it sounds like all of you have a good time with it. Uh, does anybody, would anybody here say they they really kind of dread the staging stage? Nope. I think it's my favorite part. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I guess it's so satisfying, isn't it? Because the, obviously you're staging because the piece is complete. And so now you get to have fun with it. And it's certainly evident in all of your pieces. And, and everybody that, um, you know, when you shared your tips, I was just thinking all of these are really cool because they're very tangible tips that people can glean from. Like, 
you know, starting out with color scheming, pull things in that match the piece, um, you know, using greenery and using texture and keeping it simple, but also taking your time. These are all really, really excellent tips that I know our listeners will, will take away as they go back to do their staging. And especially those who maybe feel like staging is, you know, there are some people who say prepping is their favorite. I don't understand that, but (laughs) 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 however, (laughs) (laughs) however, you know, that's something that they enjoy. And when you get to staging for some people, staging is not always the easiest thing. So part of the uh, purpose in this staging contest is recognize talent, but also to be able to encourage others that, you know what, you, you can get there and you can do it too. And so uh, we love being able to provide these tips. Well, this has been a great conversation. We want to thank uh, Jen and Amanda for judging and hosting, co-hosting this event that we do each month. And then also Amanda for co-hosting the podcast uh, this time. We really appreciate great questions. You always do a great job. Thank you. Uh, highlighting all of these key elements that uh, are what make these uh, staging pieces so beautiful. Thank you for having me, Lane. I really enjoyed looking at all these pictures and um, going through them with you ladies. So I, I hope it was helpful. I hope you enjoyed it today. Well, we also want to thank our winners from March who also helped to judge April's contest. They yes. are Amy with Panola Design, Shelly with Consider This Furniture, and Danielle with Hall Refined Design. And last but not least, congratulations again to Ava, Heather, and Jill. Your pieces were just top notch. There's a lot of entries, and it's a hard decision to make for Jen and Amanda when they pull out their top five, and then for Amy and Shelley and Danielle to then go and vote. Uh, it's, it's challenging, but it's nice to see all that hard work uh, be recognized. So we appreciate your excellence in so many areas, not just from furniture finishing, but also staging. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And one quick final note to our listeners. If you haven't entered Zebra Staging, make sure you do it this month. Make sure you tag your stage pieces with Zebra Staging June. I think it's probably self-explanatory, but each month it changes for that month. So uh, I think that's probably easy. I don't know what we're going to do, Amanda, when we go into 2024. Um, (laughs) We're going to have to maybe add a, oh, add a little something at the end of that month. So I don't know. But anyway, oh, we, we want to continue yeah. to recognize the, the incredible talent that's out there. So make sure you tag your pieces, Zebra Staging June. All right. Thanks again, everybody. We hope you guys uh, continue to have a great day and enjoy uh, refinishing as always. Take care. This week's refinishing tip comes from Anna with Anna's Art House. Hi, I'm Anna from Anna's Art House and my main go-to is hand-painted folky floral designs. I tend to use lots of different colours in smaller quantities for my decorative painting but found that constantly reopening tins of paint means that they dry out. So my top tip would be to decant the contents of half-used open tins of paint into clean and empty ketchup or mayo squeezy bottles. I do this with a funnel and filter paper to remove any dried bits or debris. It saves me loads of paint as you can just squeeze out however much you need and reduces the cleanup mess as well. I hope that helps. Thanks. Bye. Great tip on saving your paint, Anna. Our 
question of the week. What is the most you have made on a piece you have refinished? Will be answered by our friends Hannah with Rehome by Hannah and Jordy with Distressed and Impressed. Hi, this is Hannah from Rehome by Hannah, and the most I have made on a refinished piece is almost $700. I recently refinished a large Thomasville credenza that had been sitting in my garage since last year. I purchased it for $37 and put in about $90 worth of supplies, including primer, paint, stain, top coat, new feet, and new hardware. I also include about $10 for extra supplies that I use while refinishing, like sandpaper, uh, wood filler, things like that. This piece sold on Facebook Marketplace within 24 hours for the full asking price of $795 plus tax and a $100 delivery fee. This is a drastic change in profit for me, seeing that when I started refinishing pieces last year, my first flip profited less than $50. Flipping furniture has been an incredible creative outlet, as well as an income for me as a stay-at-home mom. I hope you'll follow along my journey to learn how to bring furniture back to life and give it a second chance. Hi everyone, it's Jordy from Distressed and Impressed. The most I've ever made on a refinished piece is over $1,000. I received an MCM hutch for free and turned it into two separate pieces. The buffet portion sold for $600 and I removed a small portion of the hutch part, added legs, and it created its own piece and that one sold for $500. It was such a cool project and I would definitely do it again. Thanks for sharing your profit successes, Hannah and Jordy. I know it will be encouraging to many. Hey there, it's Cara from Mud Paint, and I am pleased to let you guys know some exciting news. We've been working for a while now to source some great new containers for our pint and quart sizes, and I'm happy to announce that we have launched beautiful new clear containers. Now, all of our paint sizes, from the 4 ounce to the 32 ounce, will come in clear containers. They are made out of durable, clear plastic, so our gorgeous colors can shine through. This is great for painters and mud paint retailers, as the paint colors will be easy to see for use and display. Plus, with new screw tops, you can easily store your mud paint in a convenient, airtight way. No more pounding back on of lids and no more hunting for that hammer in your garage. They are just in time for all your summer painting projects. Head on over to www.mudpaint.com for more. Contest announcements for the new month of June. One of our newer contests continues each month, the Zebra Staging Contest with Jen and Amanda the Vincent Sisters. All you have to do to enter is post your pieces with the hashtag ZebraStagingJune. Jen and Amanda, along with our three winners for May, to be announced soon, by the way, will review the hashtag the 1st of July and choose three winners. The winners will be chosen based on the effectiveness of the staging, and this covers the quality of the piece refinished, how the pieces are staged with the particular style of furniture presented, and last but not least, the quality of the photography. The three winners will receive a special framed award, zebra paintbrushes, and appear on our podcast to be interviewed by Jen and Amanda. Also, the three June winners will co-judge with Jen and Amanda for July's staging contest. The zebra review theme for June is this and that. Our featured judge is Katie Cloud with Katie and Company and Home. 
For this category, we are thinking broad, like all of those smaller items like step stools, clocks, small tables, etc. January 1st through June 30th of 2023, simply use the hashtag zebra this and that. Katie will pick her five favorites, then the remaining three judges. Katie with Salvage by K. Scott, Jim with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture, and Lauren with Portland Row Living will vote out of Katie's selections to choose the three winners. This month's prize sponsors are Shecto Interiors, D. Lawless Hardware, Surf Prep Sanding, and Zebra Painting. The winners will appear on the podcast and be interviewed by Katie. Thanks for joining us. We are grateful for each of you. All links to artists will be in this week's show notes. We can't tell you how encouraged we are when we hear from you or when we read your reviews on one of the podcast directories. Speaking of podcast directory reviews, would you consider leaving one on your favorite directory if you haven't already? This helps tremendously in our ability to reach more people as well. It is a big boost to our ranking. As a thank you for leaving a review, we would like to send you a small gift. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me, laneball at enjoyzebra.com. Put podcast review in the subject heading and include your full name and mailing address. Okay, that's it for now. Until next time, friends, happy painting.